0: Hello. This podcast, this recording, is for Florence Day 2, My 30-Minute Religious Experience. And the subtitle is, My Religious Experience and Closure on the Girl I Went With. On Day 2, we eventually wandered into the church called Santa Croce, which means Holy Cross. We all entered in individual groups after the ticket line, and I entered with Antonio went through the door and I went left to the first Mary in the church. I began to feel increasingly about to cry as I looked to her holding her arms out to me as she stood barefoot upon the head of the serpent that crawled on the globe of the earth with the apple in its jaw. She stands upon the world and defends it in this way. As for her garment, she wore a white, gra- a white dress and over that she wore a sky blue shawl that draped over her arms and it formed at the top as a white hood of which she worn over her head, and around that was a halo, lit up and made of stars and bulbs in a pattern. Behind her was a tall painting of which I did not understand. Antonio and I stood and spoke about her, and I kept saying that I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I even said she wouldn't want an offering of coin because of resentful ideas of the modern-day church in my head. Each time I said I couldn't believe it, I cried more, and I stood there for maybe five more minutes after... Antonio had moved on. I then carried my tears to the rest of the church. I passed many people, and for some reason I felt no reason to withdraw them. I looked through the grand front where sermons were delivered, and her son was on a huge cross that hung very high. The light came through the cathedral, and I cried even more. When I moved right to see what was around the corner, I saw a marble statue of Mary holding her baby, and at this point I clutched the cross around my neck. I went back near to where Jesus hung and along the right wall was a painting of Mary and there was an offering stand, so I slipped two euro inside the slot and lit a candle. I felt afraid to lift it up in front of all those people, so I merely held it out and looked at her suffering and found a place for it. Then Justin wandered over to me and we went back to Mary opposite this one and I offered her two euro and Justin and I each lit candles. At this point, I took off my cross, clutched it in my right hand, and wrapped it around my hand like a rosary. I then explained to him what I said to Antonia about not offering her coin. Then he and I went to look at the tombs of Dante, Michelangelo, Galileo, and Machiavelli. We walked up through the middle of Santa Croce to the back, and we saw Ethan with his eyes shut and praying. And a ways behind him were Josh, Armand, and Tyler seated together in emotional stir. When we got to the tomb of Michelangelo, Antonio was looking at it, and I mentioned Ethan, and he said, this place will do it to you. Justin told us how he did not expect to see the tombs of influential people for him there. After the tombs, I said I wanted to see Mary once before I left, and Justin came with me. And there I explained to him the best I could about my connection to Mary, which will be another blog post. We then went outside to the long balcony that showed us the courtyard. In the courtyard, we were also shown a statue of a seated, bearded man with his hand in the air waving to us. All this we saw, but at the same time, the most profound voices came from a building on the left side of the courtyard. It was the voices of a church choir, and they sang so beautifully in Italian. This I won't even try to explain how beautiful it was, because I simply cannot. But I went down the stairs and watched them sing without making a video. It was a shame, because I do not remember it well, the sounds they emitted, that is, because I was so tired. We all were, and we carried our backpacks that whole day. I ascended the stairs back to my friends, and Josh was a distance from Tyler and Armand. He was deep in thought. I asked him if they were good thoughts, and he said they weren't. I patted him on the shoulder and watched his eyes. Then I saw Ethan down in the courtyard studying the man waving to us. Justin and I went back down to the singing and listened to them. I did not stop crying for maybe a whole 30 minutes at this basilica, and the singing really shook my heart. Writing this now, I feel like crying, and reading this too, actually. After the singing, we left the basilica, and I now carry deeper feelings for Mary and her son. I even brought a, bought a statue of her when we went even further south for another trip to Roma. We then walked a while to a gelato place and sat down. I said I would call that girl later and meet with her to figure out what was on her mind. But we first went to the Mercado where more mediocre salesmen sold more of their crap that all looked the same. We started and there were belts and wallets and bags. Florence is known for their leather in addition to their art, history, steak, and gelato. So, we stopped in front of a clone belt stand. The belts were all lined on a black wall and the shopkeeper was standing outside preying on us. Justin saw one he liked and and the shopkeeper took it off the wall immediately and asked if he wanted it. What happened was Justin was negotiating a price with the guy, and the guy wanted 60 and he kept saying 20 The best I can do is 20 Justin said. Apparently, Justin had enough interest in his face for the guy to usher him behind the wall, and at this point, Antonio said Justin is about to get raped, which no one heard except me, Ethan, and Justin. I walked away at this point because I just wanted to walk. They told me the rest of the story later. Justin told me how before they were set on a price, the guy cut it to his size and measured it. The belt, that is. Justin didn't eventually get his price, and he said he lost interest. This is when the guy got really mad and exclaimed that he had already cut it, to which Justin said, I didn't ask you to. But he bought it anyway for 40 euro. He explained this story to me at McDonald's next to the train station when we were stranded waiting for our train for eight hours at the end of the third day. More on this for Day three's blog. Anyway, I met up with them after my walk through the Mercado, and I went to see the girl I had been with. She told me the name of the cafe she was sitting in. She was writing in it. I decided to cut time in half, so I jogged the route and discovered it was along Ponte Vecchio. I saw her inside, and someone was sweeping. They were the only ones inside. I entered and greeted the employee. Then I asked if I could sit across from her. I explained that it was, wasn't right the way she acted, and, and I told her there was a great lack of communication. She explained to me that her friends tell her she is an excellent, excellent at communication, and if that's true, she so- chose not to be excellent with me. She simply said to me that she didn't feel like going on and that one day was enough and fun for her. Now, I didn't understand this, and I questioned further. I felt neglected. I told her that at first I was a bit angry, but it, it settled when I realized there was no reason to be. Then I felt happy. She said, I hope I didn't hurt you. She looked at me and I noticed how her cheeks met her smile again and I wanted to kiss her until the store closed. So in the middle of my questions, I stopped myself and said, this is not something to dig at. It should not be a big deal. She said nothing. And then I reached my hand over her laptop, wished her good luck with her writing in the film she was writing with her brother. Then we separated hands and I walked to the door. I turned around, and she noticed me looking, but her eyes went back to her work. I went out the door, and I looked along the river for a while, and wrote a poem at a cafe more into the city. I wanted to offer it to her as a parting gift, but she declined, and I held on to it until the first day back in Trieste. I cannot remember what I had done with it. Epilogue Over the weeks that passed over my confusion with her, I came to think that such a small window window into a soul is beautiful. Come to think of it, I quoted a Robert Frost poem to her on the stairs of Piazza Michelangelo. The line went like this Heaven only reveals itself to those not in a position to get too close. Thank you for reading.